smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. do this grow talk here favorite show of the week you know there's a couple of them typically this is a show about growing fine cannabis the dank whether you're a newbie an expert a beginner we hang out we have fun and we learn in public scotty yes i always love that shirt dude that shirt never gets old man abe <laughs> abe lincoln with the bud growing off his chin and bud we trust i'm just laughing because i seen a meme and what did it say guru it was abe lincoln it said don't ever trust an actor with a gun <laughs> I should wear it around up here out more and ask people as like just a you know do the Canadians know who Abe Lincoln looks like as much as an American I would definitely think not right right and just in case see. you don't know because I have to explain jokes sometimes John Wilkes Booth was an actor yes I think I do know that from <laughs> and explain it a little further John Wilkes Booth is the guy that shot Abraham Lincoln thank you are you guys <laughs> talking to me like I'm totally ignorant or are you talking to the full water <laughs> I'm not saying ignorant I'm just saying that you might not know about that man okay I <laughs> forgot that John Wilkes Booth was an actor until I got the joke have you seen are you smarter than a fifth grader a lot of people don't remember that stuff from fifth grade holy fuck I got yelled at I got yelled at our copywriter goes dude your website is on written on like an 11th grade reading level he's like it needs to be brought he's like don't worry i brought it down to a third grade okay well i want to give you the show rundown for you hijack here the grow talk the grow talk guys we have a dank nug coming up but a nightmare runs from sin city seeds hosted by lover of the sticky nugs yeah grower questions and conversations we have the turp trail hosted by super frass 420 uh, talk about uh, what to look for in some strains. Uh, Super Fresh 420 is out there looking for some DGC advice on finding strains. I like it. I'll, I'll get into the strain talk. Um, auto looks like shit. By I shouldn't laugh. This auto does look like shit. By Outlaw loves the buds. Very frustrating when plants look horrible and you don't know why. And Belize again, hosted by Jinx Cats. Take it down to Belize. Talk about equatorial growing actually and how to supplement light to keep your plants in veg when it's always 12 12 sure. no matter what's going on it's always 12 12 outside yes uh yes dude you didn't practice your ed mcmahon <laughs> i didn't man i need to i need to find some better quotes yes you are correct sir and <laughs> those are the only ones i know as well as what's going on in our grows before we do that, dogrows.com forward slash support DGC Patreon producers making the show happen. If we did not have you, we would not have a show. Want to reiterate that? Reiterate, Scotty. Also, if you haven't heard, we got a custom DGC rosin bomb up for grabs. You can go log into Patreon, check the recent posts on how you can win that bad boy. Uh, as yes. well as wanted to reach out to people supporting the show. Uh, hit me up on Patreon. If you get grower questions up on dudegrows.com, I want to, first consideration, man. I want to send it over, help build the show. Uh, you can reach me over there. I'm trying to check those messages every day, sometimes a couple days when the weekend comes, go in between, but um, easy to reach over there. Uh, let me know what you need. I'm going to put out Warehouse Kyle is on top of his shipping game right now, more than I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. So message me over on Patreon uh, while supplies last. Uh, if you need some stickers, guys, on and off, we've done different things to get stickers out to the DGC. If you Patreon producers need some stickers, hit me up over on Patreon. I'm glad you get, get you a sticker pack out. Uh, other than that, dudegrows.com forward slash support. Also where you can get the deals on the free seeds from Seeds Here Now, Scotty's Recharge and Grow Dots deals, 30% off. And anything else we've got going on, it's where you can see the member benefits and support this content. Listen to Supported Baby uh and the stroke last but not least the new show scotty not, how long does it stay new i don't know we're on the fourth episode now of the gdc 420 happy hour every friday 420 pacific time rebroadcasted monday on patreon uh, and the rest of the week so you guys can just check it out at your own leisure if you can't make the 420 happy hour and we talk about all kinds of stuff uh, we talk about grow we talk about concentrates yes put your hand up what do you got scotty <laughs> i'm using body language what uh, i remember i did one and you were able to actually soup was hooking people up so they came in audio wise and we're asking us questions yeah we're interacting is that thank you that as well yeah we open well? up second half of the shows open up for questions yeah um, and we're hooking up seeds cool. every show as well so you guys can get right now uh we're currently running an ethos hookup man so if you log in and listen to the ddc 420 happy hour you will learn how you can get in on some ethos genetics. 
Did you drink any beer at happy hour, man? I gotta know. Dude, I take it literally. Like I had a charcuterie plate <laughs> and I, I had a freaking, definitely I had a, two different types of fine ale and some weed. It's like a happy hour, man. You gotta have something All like right. what's the special, I don't know. I used to dig happy hour, like at the Mexican restaurant where you get the deal on a nice margarita and uh, yeah. Free I chips and a, salsa, man. I, I like the charcuterie board style. What do you guys now? This last time I are had. You, are you uh, saying folks, charcuterie board? Is that what you're saying? I think I was With saying charcuterie. Char- 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 that's about char- right, is it? Charcuterie, I believe, sir. But uh, you're talking about the meats and cheeses on the board that comes on. I had some meat, some smoked sausage, some cheese. I had some garlic stuffed all olives, some spicy dill pickles. I had like the. It was good. Making me hungry. It's not. I haven't had lunch yet. And I'm smoking weed, so it's double time. You gotta when you're hungry, you just gotta smoke enough to forget you're hungry and then eat before you remember again, because then you're really damn hungry. Wow. Man, I, this is, I gotta show up for this, man. You're eating charcuterie, you're eating stuff in your face with meats and cheeses and drinking, partying. I gotta check this out. Uh and token, but it is a happy hour. I everything at once, as much things as I can do to make the I hour. I wanna happy. hang, man. This sounds fun. All right, let's get into the show. Let's see who's growing some dank nightmare runts from Sin City Seeds, posted by Lover of the Sticky Nuts. This is beautiful. This is like top notch looking flower here. Top notch. Uh, yeah, and it's awesome photography. Great looking flower. Uh, it will do. You see, because it's got the bud and then like more different buds in the background, but those Guru, are different what's phases. Up with that? Of- Did he use his flash on that? Is that how he got that effect? Is that flash while he's in the dark period or with his lights off? Uh, Any idea how he achieved that beautiful? There are there are lots of different ways you could do this. It's the subject is lit and the background is not lit. It, yeah, lots of different ways to get this same image. You want it says not beautiful. Not even sure if I should put any words with this one. I should have some of this ready for you guys at the Cowboy Cup. What's up, Cowboy Cup, Oklahoma, December third, fourth. We're gonna be there. Yeah, um, hey, I'm so excited guys, about smoking this weed. We get to smoke this weed very possibly. So you guys can enjoy the beauty of this girl along with the mixed bag I will have for each of you guys. Excellente. Uh, got this one down to her last feeding of winter frost by this evening. Then people have been taking on the winter frost lately. Uh, we'll right. start to water only for the next week. Grown in three, meaning uh, last week from flower, just plain water. No nukes. Grown in three-gallon fabric pot with playground, cocoa perlite mix. Growing with new mill and real growers recharge, of course. Yes. Beautiful. Scroll down for me, man. This is gorgeous. No, they are dope. They are dope. I love, I really like that. And I would tote on that. That's where I barely am doing. Well, I trim a little bit. Most leaves is just pure sugar leaf. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's cool to squeeze the bud. I have some outdoor bud that I grew. And I barely even trimmed it, man. I trimmed off the sugar leaf because I'm just squeezing it. And it's beautiful, man. It's yielding some really nice rosin. It's actually yielding pretty good, Guru, isn't it? What did we decide? Like 25%? Or at so? least at least 20, probably 25. I, yeah. I didn't weigh anything that I was putting into the bags or what we got out of it. So kind of hard to tell for sure. But I'd guess around 20%. It's squeezed. It's squeezed good, pretty man. good. So grower questions. Build from dudegrows.com. The Turp Trail by Superfrass420. Says, yo, DGC, wondering if the collective, oh, I like, are we the collective? I like that. Yes, man, this is a collective. It says, yo, big up to DGC. Uh, Wondering if the collective can come up with uh, what they think is the real tasty strains. Talking about that shit that coats your mouth with soap, real thick flavor is what it's about IMO. It is what it's about. It's helpful to have some good flavor on your weed. Um, I'm in the UK and really into the blue flavors. What's the blue flavors mean? Like blue cheese, I believe. Blueberry, granddaddy perp. Uh, But would like to know what strains people would advise to put a few months into. All the best troops. I mean, it is a commitment, right? I mean, when you start to grow strain, a couple more than than a couple months, I'm kind of weak in the strain game other than what I've grown. You know, you always remember what you've grown and you've liked. But uh, what, it's it's kind of hard to he's just saying what's tasty. I mean, let's go over the flavor profiles. What there's gazy, there's fuely. There, oh, I'm sorry, those are the same. There's fruity. Um, there's you know citrus and you know stuff like that. There's, there's peppery like Durbins and yeah, let's take related strains. So it really does matter what you're kind of looking for. There's piney. 
There's cat. There's good comments here from the DDC. Let's feature a few of these. Big Word 420 says, I'm a fan of super skunky terps with a skunky. hint of spi uh, spice. But they seem to take a back seat in a lot of today's fruity or gazy strains. It may seem odd, but I love the smell of road-killed skunk. It reminds me of the stuff I used to get 30-plus years ago. Uh, so there is something I'm, I'm, to that, man. Nostalgia. I think most people, uh, probably if you've been smoking it for a long time, I'd probably want to try something new. But uh, there is a lot of nostalgia behind skunk, man. I got a diamond dominion skunk. Well, and it ties into, you know, uh, what are one of the things that bring you back in your memories is definitely the flavor or smell of things can like turn yeah. a memory like, man, remember when like you haven't smelt something It could be like a strong one could be for for whoever the or for guys the, maybe the perfume of this one girl that you really liked and then you don't smell it for 10 years but it brings you right back to that feeling like something like that kind of deal you know what i'm saying smell sure. is the sense that is most strongly tied to memories right i like it uh Ross, or at least we got that old spice commercial said that i don't know if that's actually a true fact <laughs> they, don't, they can't <laughs> lie on tv bro <laughs> it's gotta be true <laughs> Twisty McJoin says, I love that heavy incense taste like church as a kid. Maybe I would See? call it musky, musky and thick. I've always been in the more uh, into the more earthy, woody flavors. That being said, I do not discriminate. I will never pass up any kind of herb smoke. <laughs> uh, uh, Rasupa has got the fruity and floral, prefers the fruity and floral. Got some strain recommendations here. Blueberry, Granddaddy Perp, Grape Ape. Shit like that turns me on. I think I agree. I think it was the grape ape that I grew outside maybe one time that was really purple. I think that was the strain. And purple um, and does have a certain flavor to it, I've noticed. Has a definitely purple weed smell tastes right. a little bit different for me. Does your mind very do that to it? I, I do believe it, man. I've smoked a lot of purple weed in my life. Not the total purple stuff, but the light purple. Yeah, as a, as a I think on a blind, I don't know. Sometimes I feel the color just you're like when you see the purple, then it the mind triggers your taste buds for a certain flavor or experience. But if you had the blind that, taste test, well, we have to try the blind taste test. I think a Jimi Hendrix purple haze, man. I said, I want that. Sonny Bechtopia, what's up? She likes the glue and gasoline, citrus pine. Oh, and then SC Dunkslinger, citrus pine and gas. And uh, last but least, Twisted McJoints comes in again and says, I haven't grown uh, I haven't grown any and go easy on me, but the dispensary near me grows all ethos genetics, or they tell us they do. They have a super lemon haze that's probably been the most consistent herb. Lemon is one that I remember. That's what my was smoke, lemon. man. Super lemon mm -hmm. haze is such a great plant. Uh, I enjoy growing it so much. So this has probably been the most consistent herbs I've ever smoked. Super lemony and buttery. It has never not tasted fucking great. Yep. So I'm throwing that in the hat. I'm with you. I would love to set off cliff notes from people um, that I know some seed bank or some commercial facility. Check out that Ethos Super Lemon Haze. Maybe you should check that out, Scotty. I have it, man. It's my favorite plant. I've been smoking it for months. Where have I been? I don't know, sir, but it's fucking delicious, man. Super Lemon Haze and the Sour Lime Cookies were what I tested the grow dots on. And nice. It's fucking delicious. Well, thanks for the, uh, for me, I mean... Grape ape. And the Island Sweet Skunk was more about, for me, it's, I have more memories of strains for about the high in the effects, like my daytime weed, my working man weed versus right. uh, the flavors sometimes. But when you do get some of the flavors, it just hits so hard. It is, it is very pleasurable. At times it's been like, what? I'm not up to par with my growing, but that's only one attribute, right? We have flavor, we have smell, which tie together, I believe. But if I mean, you want to get that crazy flavor, you need to really push the plant. And to push the plant, you need a decent growth system. You need a decent amount of light energy, the right nutrients at the right time. So you really do need to push it to get to express that uh, terpene profile, those secondary metabolites, as Guru would say. They go hand in hand. If you open a bag of weed and it smells super dank, is it going to taste pretty damn dank as well? I, or? I, I think you're tasting your, that's the terpenes is what you're smelling. So it means there's terpenes on the weed. So when you burn those terpenes, uh, yeah, I think that's where, yeah, I think that's where the flavor comes from. It's weird things that are imprinted into your brain. Because when you, I just said you get the flavor, I thought about flavor flavor. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, boy. 
I went to high school during the uh, public enemy days, man. Exactly. I was almost tempted to get one of those clock, one of those clock necklaces, man. <laughs> Always know what time it is. Who would have thought he uh, was crazy? I don't know he's crazy. Are you sure? Didn't he have a reality show where he dated Rocky's girlfriend for a while? <laughs> Something like that. He's is all right. It, a little is crazy. Just is good. Dennis Rodman that went to North Korea to like hang out with Kim Jong Il? If it or, was, or, or was it also Flavor Flav? I, I feel wish. like Flavor Flav did too. I fucking wish Flavor Flav. Dude, there's no way that he would get out alive. <laughs> All right, let's do some good girl comments here. This Indica Dogo says, because Scotty, you're talking uh, how, what's the, is there laws or rules where before you can have your kid help out in the garden? I didn't, I didn't ask that. I asked what was moral, sir. What was right? Okay. No, I, I was busting balls. I was just kidding around. But uh, my kid is, uh, she's legal age, all right? She's legal. What do you have to be, 18 to be? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, Tripp's kid is, Tripp's kid is legal, all right, man? But So uh, we need to know. Indica Dogo says, my kids have been trimming, watering, harvesting, and helping with our cannabis growing since they're about 15. They're all over 18 now and fucking ready to enter the cannabis game. So, nice. You know, it's good a little, for you, uh, man. It's good to teach, you, teach your kids that you can do some work. Uh, you can just do it yourself. And it has to do with how well you set it up and how well you invest into your company and re you know, whatever. And reinvest into your grow. And that you can, A, produce some beautiful plants. You know, produce some beautiful plants that you can exchange for money and make a shitload of friends with it, too, and gain some respect from your friends. Definitely. Yeah. Especially when you're hooking up with some nice herb. Like, you don't need to go to the dispo. Here you go. Yeah. Especially when you're hooking those $80 uh, ounces. Of no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Got another comment here from Cody Cabral. Hey, guys. I'm going to take 57 of flour and literally just saw a few signs of PM. What do you think I should do? Powdery mildew is on the lower leaves, so I cut the lower branches completely off. Uh, it depends, Damn. obviously. What's up? I'm sorry. It's tough. That's a tough one, man. If you're starting to get powdery, at least if you're just starting to get it, but getting rid of powdery mildew in late flowering, dude, almost all the time you have to spray stuff. And who wants to spray stuff in late flowering? There's some things. I mean, depending if he has like a 60 day strain, if you're going to harvest soon, I would first off look at your trikes. Can you harvest now? Right. Maybe they're not as milky or as amber as you'd like, but maybe it's worth it. If this is like an 80 day strain or longer and you still got another 20 days, it's going to double, triple your workload. You have to go out there. It's good you removed the leaves that are infected, uh, but it's going to come back. Like it just doesn't, the spores are not just going to disappear. So, well, what can we do environmentally to keep it from coming back? Guru, uh, colder temperatures, mm -hmm. a different, uh, less of a day and nighttime fluctuation in humidity and temperature. Aren't those all things that uh, are attributed to powdery mildew? I mean, first and foremost, uh, just cultural practices. You want to be clean, uh, clean up dead plant material, uh, change your clothes. If you've been outside before you come into the grow, quarantine all cuts coming in. But yeah, having uh, there are a couple things you can do to like lessen your chances of having powdery mildew infections. Uh, having at one point during the day, get over 95 degrees for like five minutes, the plants will take it fine. That is one way to do it. Having less of a humidity swing at nighttime and kind of looking at how your humidity changes when the lights go off and somehow being able to like dynamically dehumidify as the temperature in the grow is going down is another way to do it. Just making sure you don't hit a dew point. Uh, where there can be like actual condensation on the grow is just some some good cultural practices to uh, lessen your chances of having powder having powdery mildew. And that's essentially following the VPD chart. Uh, essentially, yeah. I mean, the uh, it's not usually something people can do in non-commercial environments, but being able to raise the temperature in your grow to over ninety-five degrees for just like five to ten minutes. Uh, has a huge impact on uh, dropping down the amount of uh, infections of powdery mildew that you'll have. Wait, that's already present? Because a lot of stuff you said are cultural practices to not get PM. But now yeah. that it's you're saying it, it's already present, the 95 degree <laughs> trick is helpful? Uh, yes, 100%. It is, it is helpful in uh, lessening the instances of powdery mildew if you already have a current infection. I'm going to be cringing looking at my tarps vaporizing out, but I guess it's such a short period it's of time, you're it's saying? It's such a short period of time. Like you're, The plants will take it just fine, especially if they're watered well. Uh, it just will help destroy the powdery mildew that's on there. Well, I 
I mean, you're, this is not going to go away now that you have it. You got a scope and you got to look around. I can just, I can just tell you what I've done and used. One was we talked about it before the water that you buy from the vitamin cottage store or the natural store, the 9.5 water that is created through electro wait, electrolysis. electrolysis yeah. Um, it seems to, you know, it offsets the pH on the leaf surface to a pH that it can't grow in is what I believe how that works. Correct, uh, Guru? No. So that's like, because mm. if that if that were the case, uh, if you use, if you just took some pH up or pH down and right. put it in your water and then spray it on the plants, you get the same effect. It's not. Uh, when they use electrolysis to change the pH of the water, they're splitting apart the water molecule and doing it in a way that they can, uh, like with these ionizers, they can control how the pH changes in there. And that gives it a oxidative potential uh, that it wouldn't have if you just put pH up or pH down in there. So it actually acts like, uh, same concept as bleach, where it has uh, like free oxygen molecules that are able to break up organic material, uh, ozonated water or uh, EO water, electrically oxidizing water, has the same effect where it actually uh, sterilizes and cleans stuff uh, to a greater extent than bleach does, which is pretty crazy. Now, you said ozonated water. What, what about spraying ozonated water? Actually, you know what? I actually found a, a article about spraying ozonated water. I don't think it's on cannabis. It's on cucumber leaves, but just check this out. Effects of spraying ozonated water on the severity of powdery mildew infection on cucumber leaves. And it basically just says that... Uh, it was contained to almost the same levels. The ozone severity in the ozonated water treatment was contained to almost the same levels throughout the 14 day period of experiment, uh, while the severity steadily increased in the non treated control with distilled water. So, ozonated water, it also says, or I was reading in another spot, that at higher concentrations, ozonated water can destroy trichomes or degrade trichomes. So, I would have to, you'd have to play with that concentration. Hopefully, it's enough to kill the powdery mildew but not melt the trichomes and just to just to say using ozonated water or eu water on a like a bad powdery mildew infection that you already have is right. probably not the play this is much better meant as like a preventative in veg when there aren't any trichomes like you're talking about so it doesn't destroy them sure. um but to just keep uh your your environment on the leaf surface clean so that there's no powdery mildew uh getting started on there to begin with so it's much better as like a preventative spray uh than than like a, a knockdown spray to try and get rid of that powdery mildew i'll give the last thing which i like i don't know if scotty does atac also called ilium from optic foliar which has copper and sulfur in it when you hear those two things you're like whoa copper and sulfur um the concentrations of the sulfurs at 0.06 percent and the copper at 0.1 i sprayed it all the way until almost i think it was a week before harvest and it was about every three days i'd go around with a little mini sprayer that uh sprays a real fine mist i forget again at the, the health food store on um, the section where that balms and essential oils and shit and just anywhere i'd see a little little dot popping up maybe even on the stem going into the bud and the buds would get hit a little bit with the spray in turn i took a loop to inspect the trichomes i saw no damage and i had no issue with the flower and it worked good as well but nothing at this point in my opinion is going to beat it at all you got to be in there scouting that's why it sucks on a sizable grow but and taking care yeah. of it you get yourself to harvest and harvest as early as possible good time to defoliate even more if you see it on any other leaves uh go ahead and take some leaves off and get rid of that shit cool down next grow talk more grow talk all right sorry, sorry man look, looking at the cucumber remember the cucumber guy you would no. just say cucumber you don't. There's a cucumber yeah. guy. Yeah, he's like from the Bahamas or something. He just says it. It's like hypnotizing, you know. Uh, Auto looks like shit, Scotty. <laughs> by Outlaw loves the buds. All right, this we're looking at a plant here that looks definitely really sad and deep water culture bucket. It's completely like wilted down and just. I've seen this before in this system. Actually, it's happened to me uh so yes, hey dudes. by the way that's why i kind of against deep water culture because everything will be going good you're doing all the work and then you just show up one day and this happens to one plant and then you come back and it happens to another one you're like fuck man i <laughs> it's nightmarish let me yes it's happened to me where it's like i've gone in there and you know when you see one it might happen to another one and sometimes without explanation but a couple times for me it's viral and it's also i would have stem rot on my lower stem 
It's uh, not but, usually viral. Usually it is one of two culprits. It is either Pythium or Phipopera for the most part. Well, let me do the narration on here and I'll ask you about the Pythium, Pythium and Pyoth. Py what? Phipopera. Okay, Phipopera. says, you all get me through the long days at work. Uh, right on. Glad you're digging the show. Uh, what would cause a plant to wither up? The plant's an autoflower. It's a deep water culture. It's 27 days old and it hasn't really taken off. The top looks dry and is rough to the touch. I had problems with the roots turning brown. I cleaned them off several times, which sounds like some stress for sure. Yeah. And done a couple of res changes. The pH is around 5.8. I lowered the nutrients to 300 ppm. She's under a Viper Spectra P2000, 30 inches above. Last reg change, I soaked the roots in recharge. She still hasn't perked up. Please help. Man, something's wrong with that, man. Something, you see those white roots coming out? Uh, and that, then the bones the below are a little... Yeah, brown. That, that shows me it's, some, it's definitely some kind of root rot. I was going to say, look... so need a little more info, but I've got some good educated guesses at what, what's going on here. Pythium. Uh, I am guessing that this water temperature is too high. Um, cause it looks like these are single buckets with, yeah. with an air stone. It's not a, like a right. complete recirculating system back to a reservoir or anything like that, that I would doubt that there is any oh. chiller in here and that water with a pump pumping air that's ambient in the grow tent, it's, it's going to be warm water and, uh, have the warmer water gets the less dissolved oxygen it's able to hold right. in it. And that's when you get some of these anaerobic bacteria like Pythium or Phipothera come in and they start to rot the roots. And look, at the roots that are not sitting in the water, because the water level is below the net pot, uh, those roots are actually white. And then as soon as it seems like they're hitting the water. They're yeah, good observation. Brown. And this generally, if you have one of those two mm -hmm. diseases, there is going to be, uh, maybe not at this point, if it goes a little bit further, you're going to get some funky smells. Yeah. And that, is, that is a telltale if you open that reservoir and it smells nasty anaerobic. Uh, and, and, and anaerobic, then like there, that is your culprit. Uh, this is some type of root rot. And without lowering the water temperature down and getting like a chiller or something like that, it's kind of hard to take care of this problem. Bro, I mean, if this do, were a do, photo and it, go ahead, Scotty. What? No, I was just going to say, you could do yourself a favor and take that insert and, uh, I mean, you can almost do it just with that insert, but go buy one of those $10 grow buckets, take the deep water culture out because now you need a chiller and put one of those in Adjust you know, just feed it like normal. You get a beautiful auto flower. It's so freaking easy in a five. What are you saying? Bucket. You just plant it, plant it in media. You're saying, what do you mean by grow yeah, bucket? Yeah. Get, get rid of the auto flower. I'm, I'm shit. I'm sorry. Get rid of the deep water culture. Just take that auto flower. I actually planted in a solo cup first just to get it going before the root hits the bottom. I take it and transplant it into a five gallon with some cocoa. I've been using that little grow bucket insert to keep, uh, or fuck, you don't even need it if you don't want it. But it's really easy to grow a plant, a really nice looking plant in a five gallon bucket. You don't need deep water culture. Just now, since opinion. this is an auto flower, though, he, he should, I would start over. Like if this start was over. a photo period in veg, plant it. Yeah, you can plant it in cocoa. You can plant it in whatever, right in that hydrogen, throw that shit in there. But transplant Dude. stress, it's already been pissed for a while. It's, just, it's a month old. It's an auto flower. Like, I don't think it's going to turn out good for him. Yeah, the idea is to keep these things growing, clone them strong, and then just keep them growing. Or if it's an auto flower, uh, just sprout it strong, right amount of light, right amount of food, right, you know, just, just to get that thing growing really strong uh, and never let it slow down. That's the only way you're going to get really the quality bud that you're looking for. Well, I want to say thanks to the people in the comments here. Maestro, what's up, buddy? Keeping it Yo. real, always helping out growers, gray man grower. Jets a pack of the senior dog chiming in. I appreciate the help, DGC. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Scotty said, we just said, I'm really against. You went to not, you're, you're against deep water culture. That's kind of a strong statement to be against it. No, pe well, people think I'm against it. And <laughs> you said you are. In all honesty, I would argue <laughs> if somebody came up to me and said they wanted to deep, do deep water culture, I would argue against it. I would try to convince them to do something more simple where you have a buffer. The plants, these plants are not meant to grow outside of, of soil. They're meant to grow in soil. The roots are meant to have a, a, a rhizosphere there where they exchange nutrient in the soil. There's bacteria and fungi that grow in there and there's storage in the soil, nutrient storage, and it's delivered in a, an on-time process. 
there deep are companies though yeah go, i was gonna say that do claim to sell i don't know how it works for different microbes that are able to be used in deep water culture i don't know how if they only live above the water zone and the hydrogen and roots like there's not really many that can just be live submersed right fully and there are lots of aquatic bacteria absolutely man and that's fine but i'm just it's just there's a lot of work i built them before i built the systems and then when i came over to uh colorado and i was like all right man do i build another dwc uh my buddy Corey over at way to grow was like dude just get 10 gallon smart pots if i can can of cocoa and it was easy it was a very simple grow system that was just i don't know superior in my opinion maybe didn't grow faster when everything was going great but nice and easy and grew great weed and to me happy deep water culture makes sense for some people like especially if you're uh at scale and you have all the bells and whistles and you're an experienced grower and you know what you're doing and you know the system really well it can work and it's like a race car uh, but if you don't know that like you need a water chiller to be able to keep your water at the proper temp, you need to, uh, do res cleaning and res changes regularly to make sure that you don't get any Pythium or Phypothera coming in there. Like there's just lots of little things that you would need to do in an RDWC system that like a uh, soil just kind of takes care of buffering all of that for you. So you don't have to do it. Yeah. So for like the new grower, uh, would never recommend running a DWC to someone. If it's someone that's run DWC before and they know how it all works and they like having to be that intensive in uh, how their plants are being fed, then like by all means, go for it. But it it can be a lot of work. Good advice. Good advice. I think, well, and some people just like that. They like that, you know, not, I'm not going to say geeky stuff, but it's it's kind of tech, be getting teched out with your grow a little bit. You know, you got a pH dosatron and you got like, you know, all kinds of shit going on. So, uh I've actually always wanted to try uh, NFT, nutrient film technique, where you got the channels and then the right. roots just like lay in the channels and you're growing a lot smaller plants. I mean, you can Works for lettuce, like- man. You know, a lot of this stuff is plant specific as well. Works for lettuce, but. Good point. Man, I mean, because it doesn't have much support. Days. You got a hundred days with this crop, man. <clears throat> Good point. Uh, before the next grow talk, question what's going on in our grows? We've got to recharge it up, man. Realgrowers.com. If you do want to get your guys sell some recharge, and grow dots kicking it over there uh realgrowers.com amazon prime as well uh you can just shout real growers recharge at your phone and if you don't know about microbes give us give some good tips for how can we learn about microbes it's we try to mimic what nature does to some degree in our indoor grow rooms um yeah yeah oh i'm just thinking we just talked about it earlier with the deep deep water culture is the rhizosphere and that rhizosphere is it's where the roots meet the soil and it's where the nutrient is exchanged uh what helps nutrient be exchanged a ton is having healthy bacteria and fungi populating the rhizosphere specifically you got a bunch of folks at the port making these tra- making these micro transactions but then the soil is loaded with ready to go nutrient, whether it's organic or synthetic nutrient, these bacteria end up ingesting it or it sticks to them. Uh, there's other you know, microbes that go in and deliver them to the, uh, to the rhizosphere. And it's just, there's, there's guys that, you know, microbes that solubilize and make the nutrient available. And if you get it going, man, it really makes growing easy. You can kind of roughly, you know, it's not so sensitive to the fertilizer. Uh, it's not so sensitive to pH. These microbes are able to regulate their own pH and uh, it just makes growing a lot easier. So I've been using real growers, actually. I've been using microbes for, has it been 10 years? And I think it's been about, was it? No, 12 years. It's been about 10 years since I came out with real growers recharge. And uh, man, definitely changed the way I grow along with a bunch of other people too. McCaffrey Canadian grower, dudesworld.ca. .ca will hook you up with some recharge up here in Canada. And uh, yeah, let's hit up the next girl talk question. Belize again. Belize again by Jinx Cat. So, I haven't been to Belize. Where's Belize at? Belize is like right near Costa Rica. Hold on. Um, So, solo GDC. I would like to start by thanking. Pack NW Dan, Smoky Mountaintop, and Sensamilla for the replies yeah. on my last question. Love the community on dudegrows.com. I found that I'll have to substitute light to get the girls through veg in Belize. The length of the day in cortisol. Su- supplement light. So I think just oh. using that. But yeah, 
you're going to have to keep them from flowering. Going to flower. Because they're 12, 12 there. Okay. The length of the day in uh, Corsol, Corsol varies over the course of the year. In 2021, the shortest day is December 21st with 11 hours, two minutes of daylight. The longest day is June 20th with 13 hours and 14 minutes of daylight, which is long enough that it's not long enough that you're still going to need a substitute light to go to bloom. Right. My question now is how low of a wattage equivalent bulb can I use to get them through vegetative stage of growth? Uh, if I'm correct, they don't need much. I was hoping a string of 15 watt equivalent LED bulbs would do the work. I don't know if this is enough light to keep them going around. Obviously an outdoor grower here. Uh, thanks for the great resource and entertainment platform. Greatly appreciated. Uh, well, how many prime hours of light do plants need to perform in the first place in veg? Like how many hours does it need to be? They can do good? it with 12 or 13, but uh, uh, they just need to not go in the flower. Yeah, so the, the and especially somewhere like Belize where they get full sun all the time, really high DLI outside. Right. Uh, it is more than likely getting all the light it needs in like the 12 hours of light that there is right. for the plant like metabolically. Uh, we just want to keep the phytochrome from switching over. So that's why just having a white light over it or yep. a white light supplemented with 660 nanometer red is the other phytochrome switch. Uh, and you don't need much wattage at all nah, to do I... that. Like in commercial greenhouses with some uh, like sensitive photoperiod plants, yep. they'll do it with like uh, an, an incandescent light bulb. It almost or... looks like you know Christmas lights or something, the big Christmas lights. It yeah, really that was looks amazing. like an, a light bulb. It's very low wattage. My next question, because security can be, I mean, it's dark out and we're lighting up my plants. Oh, yeah. Uh, this yeah. looked like I would drive by in our, our greenhouses like in Homestead. And yeah, you, you could definitely tell. It wasn't Christmas time. Is there any light we could use that's not as obvious to the human eye? Like a spectrum or something, Guru, you think? Like, I see the greenhouses out here uh, where you go by and they're all this, I don't know what they're doing in there, some flowers or something, but they're all this weird pinkish, purplish color. Um, but you were saying red. Could you do something that's not just white light to prevent this from happening? From you from could, uh, so like just so you understand, phytochrome, uh, is how the plant knows day or night. Uh, it, phytochrome switches to PFR, which is the far red version of it. Nighttime uh, is what the plant thing is going on with 730 nanometer light. The light that wakes it up in the morning is 660 nanometer red light. So yes, you could just have a red LED light at 660 nanometer and use that to keep the phytochrome from switching over. Uh, or you could use white light. It's going to be a, a lot more like readily available for the most part. But Right. Either, either one will work, and you don't need much light at all. It is very strain-dependent. Some plants are more uh, phytochrome-sensitive than other ones, so it's something you'll have to play around with. And like, If you put up uh, just a little bit of light and you don't notice that it's stopping flowering or that it's staying in veg, then you need a little bit more light. Uh, it's just one of those trial-and-error things and can be very strain-dependent. Um, thanks for the comments there. we got uh, Smoky Mountain Top and Fish Whistler. Fish Whistler... I get it. I get it. Does it work? Huh. I was just thinking of bird turd. Bird turd's just a guano fan, right? Um, uh, I would guess so. I mean, I could I go with that. Good observation. That brushing my teeth this morning. Oh, uh, let's see. We got our grows. What's going on in our grows before we hop into what's going on in our grows? The pros list do grows.com forward slash pros. I actually was scrolling around. Horticultural Lighting Group site and a couple tips here, if you will. Too much, I'm just there looking at lights. Under the Resources tab, they do have some cool calculators. Uh, if you want to check those out uh, as far as energy calculators for grow rooms, when you're looking at uh, how much cooling for HLG lamps, well, you know, I look at my HVAC BTUs and you can plug and play with some things there. PPF to PPFD calculator. Did you know that was even available, Scotty? Wow, I did not. It's I usually do that math in my head, man. Uh, and also, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Guru, if you go to the LED lamps and scroll like all the way down, um, look at their HLG30 UVA supplement bar. And in this picture, it shows you kind of how it attaches. If you run in an R-spec in the middle picture or a Diablo, like it's pretty cool. This 30-watt UVA bar just goes right on the fixture to get your UVA and does up to a five by five area with that. So I've that never ran UVA, cool. but when it clips right on your existing fixtures and this looks slick, uh, Guru, I think you're going to have to get one of these. Okay. I would like one of these, man, or four of them. 
<laughs> but I'm too cheap to buy. Oh, horticulturallightinggroup.com, guys. Coupon code DUDE. All the other pros are listed out on dudegrows.com forward slash pros. If you're shopping for your grow, hit it up. Uh, Argos, man. Scott, you got too many plants? That's fun. I got so too many plants. I got nine giant plants in there. And then I'm and doing my cycles, and it was time to move the plants from the solo cups into their five-gallon containers. I found out in a two-by-six, you can put, I think it's 10 plants, maybe 12 plants in there. So I got a bunch of five-gallon buckets just lined up next to each other. They've all got, you know, rooted, you know, cuttings that are, some of them are fucking this big at this point, man. And I uh, just got to trim them up, hold them for a little bit, and then kind of got to hold them until another month until the big room or the flowering room what is it the six by ten is uh, empty then i can harvest I mean, that and put these in there but it's it's a evaporation or uh what do they call it transpiration nightmare it's just there's so question. much humidity the right amount of plants is uh two things you can have wall-to-wall green in your grow room plants as long as you have wall-to-wall light and environmental controls like you just said to handle it the right amount of dehumidification yeah it's funny i get my buddy that runs the eight lighter he's got wall to wall like you have to move plants aside as you go around in there yeah i told him uh he should get going because he loves hot shit he's like man we were talking about carolina reapers or something the other day and the indoor grove environment is good environment for pepper environment as well and uh, he's like are you crazy like that is such a waste of space. I'm like, dude, you could take one of your five gal plants and just put one pepper. I couldn't convince him. He's right. like, no, that's the best yeah. for the ladies in there. But um, I don't think there's too many variables, you know, container size. Uh, I really look at canopy. And if you want, if you need room in your grow room to get into it or move around a little bit, then otherwise, man, max it out. Valuable real estate. Have as many as you can. Uh, with whatever restrictions, a lot of people would be like, "Well, the right amount of plants for me are six because that's what the government tells me I can have." Right? So there's that. There's that too. Sure. Uh, sure. I'm just looking like in a two by four container. I think it was soup. That's a container. Two by four yeah. tent. Uh, soup was saying, "Yo, you grow two plants in there." I mean, he made, does two ten gals, I think, in a two by four. I believe. I mean, now that makes sense. I got those twelve gallon hempies. I'll be two of those would be great in there. But can you put five? Uh, you know, five gallon buckets, really small ones, or a bunch of five gallon buckets, grow plants to be this big and flower them up. Yeah, you got, I mean, that's the hardest for newer growers and still sometimes for me is visualizing how big a plant's gonna get, how much is it gonna stretch, how much is it gonna stretch out? Uh, and yeah, what can I fit with training? But I think your struggle is dehumidification, right? Like you just it's, barely have enough of it or not? Yeah, it's just my dehumidifier works a lot. You, know, you need to get a real deal one. You need to find one that's a horticulture grade or not right. the home model, right? Yep. Who is a Quest? Good company there, right? I don't know much about Quest lately, but yeah, they have they're they're featured as to have dehumidifiers for growers, if you will. Yeah. So anyway, I probably I will have to get one when this one dies. So far, so good. I have been. I dialed it down to about fifty five percent humidity now, trying to keep VPD. I might have to actually pull the overall temperature down. I have it at 82 because I'm running LEDs, but uh, I think I'm gonna have to pull it down a little bit. It's funny, I hesitated on uh, on Quest because it's like, I think in the back of my head, it's like, I think there's a, one of those companies that was bought by the Hawthorne Group. I'm not sure yet, but hmm. uh, you got, I shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't I'm at automatically shit on a company potentially now that they're getting so heavily into our, our business. The boys over, our friends over at Cannabis Lifestyle TV um, put out a little tidbit on that recently about all the buyouts that have been happening uh, with Scott's Miracle Grow Hawthorne sub subsidy, do I say, subsidiary, uh, coming into our business. Yeah, it's kind of tough. What do you, yeah, what do I mean? Well, I mean, because yeah. they come over and they're like, hey man, we'll either buy you for this price or we'll put you out of business or Scott's Miracle Grow. <laughs> oh, oh great oh uh all right i would or i guess can i take it over to my grow my grow and groovers grow kind of go together here because i have an issue yes sir you have an issue already sir i think so man look at my seedling picture here like seedling one seedling two these are uh we have in my grow brought to you by because this is orange gasm and strawberry starburst uh irigenetics irigenetics canada dudesworld.ca slash Irie. These seedlings don't look bad, right? Like uh, yeah. one of them's a little hungry. 
these seedlings are about, I'm guessing, probably eight days old from when the first, like barely, like the head popped out of the soil, right? Right. The cotyledon leaves are there. And they're planted in a mix 50-50 peat, HP Pro Mix, and cocoa. Now, I thought... So that's completely inert. That's completely inert. No nutrients in there whatsoever. I thought that the HP Pro Mix might have like just the slightest starter. But Guru's claiming, when I look at his seedlings, that his are eight days, right? From, From... you see, you see his? Yeah, yeah, I got I got him up here. These are eight days from I did the paper towel method, waited for a uh, the root to pop out, and then I popped them in some happy frog and have just given them recharge. So, so happy frog has some nutrient in it. Yeah, so. happy frog has some nutrient in there. I did f up a little bit, Scott. I do believe. I mean, uh, there's not so far these these plants have had no nutrient other than I watered in. They have been watered with a little not even barely water, just soaked when they're in the paper towel with some rechargers, a little kelp in there and stuff. Uh, so I understand I'm struggling in the sense that they should definitely have nutrient. Um, and then I watered them in pretty heavy when they're seedling. So then I'm, I was kind of stuck. I'm at that point where when you see a plant that needs something, sure. but the media is still too moist to water it again. I didn't want to do that, especially to a seedling. But So you think, I mean, go ahead. Not only nutrient, man, fertile soil. It's not like you're dumping nutrient on there. The soil has to have some fertility to it. It has to have, yeah, some, some meat and potatoes. Yeah, some, yeah. So, what suggestions? One, I was thinking, I do have grow dots on hand. I'm paranoid I though. I haven't used grow dots, so it's like, should I top dress a little on these? Are they too young? I have. I I am scared. I haven't put them on seeds yet. I put them on clones. Once the clones come out of the chamber, I put five Which is much more robust than these little guys. Yeah, so I'd be freaked out. But uh, I mean, I'm sure there's an amount you could put on there. Uh, I would just go with Guru does and just get some Happy Frog and just you know, sprout them in some good, you know, some good quality soil. I'm gonna do a little bit of uh, a little bit of feeding here. A little bit. Of, I, I believe I have some rainbow nutrients on hand. I might top dress a little bit of an all-purpose something. Uh, if you got a few go. of them, man, take some grow dots. Put like two grams on there, or three grams on there, like a half of a teaspoon. See what happens, man. I have four right now, and I don't want any issues. But I hear you. Once I get some, uh, some I bet more, you'll be all yeah. right. I bet you'll be all uh, right as long as you don't use too much. Yeah, less is less is more with a little bit. But it was disappointing, and in hindsight, my own uh, not ignorance, but just being like, why didn't I put anything in that media? It's just cocoa and peat, dude. They're definitely, and I'm going to catch them. I'm going to be able to feed them, and they're going to take off. But when I saw gurus, I'm like, hmm, uh, that's not. And what are you? You're doing a fish. What what uh, genetics do you have? Uh, that is rum cakes from Aficionado Estates. I dig. Yeah. I dig. Rum we will see. It's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Guru just getting, man, this is their first growth since you've been on the show. No. What? Almost. No, I had. Oh, you I had, had. Yes. I had you a were ten, running some sick. I had a 10 light flip for a little while. I had an outdoor grow at my old house. This new house. I just wasn't uh, growing in for a little while. I've had Got some it. growth. Sure. All right. I remember, yeah, you were running 630-watt double-ended, right, CMHs or something for a minute? Oh, my God. Yeah, I almost completely forgot about that. Yeah, those were CMHs, and they went out, like, week four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> but stay tuned for more coming on What's Going On or Grows. I, my new grow tent is almost here. It's stoked. It's going to be right there behind me. Right. And uh, I'm going to maybe try some different lighting and see what I can pull off. What's up? Why not a little liquid nutrient on there? Just pour a little liquid, something that's uh, you know. I'm, not, I'm going to. Heavy. I got uh, organic. It's one of the. I got uh, Ramo's line laying around. You know, he's got like a five, six bottle line and Ramo nutrients. And for some reason, like most of my bottles are half full or full, but I'm out of micro. <laughs> like, damn it, it's the hot dog oh. problem, man. All right. So I got to go, and that's and six hot. No, eight hot dogs and six buns. Do I have that right? Uh. uh <laughs> Something like that. But I do want the micro. You know, the micronutrients are pretty important. I don't want to just water this. I want to make sure they get every single thing they need on this next watering. Because being in water, I'm light. Because being seedlings, um, they're not taking up water really quick yet. And I need right. to get them more going. So next grow talk, hopefully they'll look a little bit better. And uh, Guru's crushing it compared to me right now at that rate of growth. Hey, it's not a competition, dude. Mm-mm. Guru's winning. Though. Not yet. Not yet. It isn't. 
Uh, before you shout out the recharge it up guys if you've had a good time if we've helped you grow the dank take a minute check out dudegrows.com forward slash report take forward slash support not report and uh take advantage man enjoy the new show we're working on the fresh content the hot deals check it all out at dudegrows.com forward slash support and who is slinging the recharge out there today all right this is a guru i need some help pronouncing this name i know chantilly virginia but uh, Nova Hydro in Chantilly, Virginia, and shout out to, help me out Jatinder. with that. Jatinder. Jatinder. All right. Learn something new every you day. Got it, shout sir. out to you, Jatinder. Appreciate the, uh, the recharge. Love all the support, y'all. Uh, let's do some thanks. Let's give thanks and do some shout outs. For, it's interesting. I listen to Pandora up here, but it comes from the States. So I, I'm getting like the Thanksgiving turkey commercials and stuff starting right. in November now. Hey, I listen to Pandora and they put the first first shout out is to Gigglebush and they put Gigglebush on there. And that's a, that's good, some good shit, man. That's like the uh, heavy guitar rock, stoner rock. Gigglebush, okay. Gigglebush, Trinity. Since you started it, let's shout out the DDC Patreon producers. Uh, I'll just do it again. Gigglebush and Stony Gryphon. Tony Griffin, how's it going? <laughs> flavor, flavor Chaser and Grow Diaries, dude. What's up, y'all? Oh, CLK, Breadwinner, how you doing? And Garden of Whedon. Smoke this. Always learning. I like it. What's up, Green Holler? And Soiled My Plants. Illmonger. Baked to the max. Wake and bake on the throne, and one just came to mind. Where are you at? Dank Sinatra? That's one of my favorite DDC names there. <laughs> Wake and bake on the throne. I don't know. You ever smoke a joint on the throne, bro? In the toilet? I don't think I have. I mean, I'm I probably stood fish. like backwards with a, a window open. You know? Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty, like a, pretty efficient there. There's no time. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Stay higher, my friends. Until next time. Some people love to blaze up the tank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. Let me 